Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? It's a strange line, because, I mean, obviously, they've seen that Jesus cares about suffering humanity. They've been with him for some time by now. He was just preaching his compassion to the crowds from that very boat. And so even though up here they understood, yes, he's good, he cares, he loves us, in that moment, it seemed otherwise. And in their hearts, it was very difficult to feel how God cared. And here we have a certain bridge between us and them. Because even though we know in our faith, God is all-powerful, he's in control, God is all-loving, he wants to help me, there are times when we feel like we're sinking. And I feel like that is especially the case for parents, right? It's Father's Day, so we can maybe even focus on fathers. How often is it that you feel the weight of the world is on your shoulders? You think, oh man, how am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to give my kids that life that I wanted to give them? Ever since I was a kid, I've said, I'm going to make sure that they have this because I didn't. Ah, and it's so hard. It's so hard because, you know... Maybe the job security isn't there. Or maybe I'm doing a job that I absolutely hate, but I don't feel like I can get out of it because there's nothing on the other side waiting for me. There might be family tensions. Maybe there are rifts within the family. Rifts between my family and my in-laws. There might be problems with the kids. You might think, oh, I had always dreamed of being such a good and patient father. I wanted to be that, that type of dad that I wanted to have. I wanted to be my dad even if it was great, but I wanted to be my dad and then some. But man, I just realized that I don't have the patience with them. I, I feel like I don't have the time and, and I just wish that I were better. And every single one of these considerations, on top of that, you might put... Man, my spouse and I, we just don't see eye to eye all the time. Like, yeah, there's love there, but it seems like there's more arguing than there is talking about things that we love. And every single one of those we put on ourselves and we feel like we're sinking lower and lower and lower. And what do we do? So very often what we do is we just seek little escapes. Right? On my phone, on my computer, maybe at the bar, maybe doing whatever little things that I can to reach for a release valve. Because all this pressure is just getting too much. You know, our Lord gives us another way. In this gospel, we can feel with these disciples. These disciples who know up here that God cares, that he wants to do something about it, that he can do something about it but that in the moment don't feel that, well, that's us, right? If I asked you, is God all-loving, you would say, yes, he is. Is he all-powerful? Yes, he is. Does he care about your problems? Yes, he does. But that doesn't always translate into us reaching out to him when we feel like we're perishing, when we feel like we're sinking. And yet that's exactly the lesson of today, is that when you feel like you're perishing, reach out to God. So that's what you do. But the second and important lesson is how you do it. They say something that takes courage to say what's honestly in their heart. 
That's a tough thing to say to God because we want to sugarcoat our prayers. We want to be pious and formal and we want to just say, oh God, you are great and I am terrible. And I guess thank you for the day. I'm not actually going to tell you how I feel. Instead of saying, God, right now it feels like you don't care. Right now it feels like you're not working. It feels like I'm in the middle of a storm and you're just here but asleep. And I, I need you to wake up. See, what's beautiful in this gospel passage is that it shows us that to be honest in your prayer is a good thing. The Psalms teach us that as well. All throughout the Psalms, we see the psalmist honestly disclosing his heart to God. Psalm 44, for example, it's one of my favorites. It's, it's got this trajectory that teaches us what prayer should look like. First, he starts by saying, Our fathers have told us of the good things that you did in their days long ago. And then he lists all the great things that he remembered that his dad and his dad before him and all of them told him about how good God was to them. And he says, I know that you've done great things. Then the psalm continues. It says, that was great back then, but right now, i got to be honest with you, God. My situation's terrible. Everything's falling apart. Then he goes even further and he says, "And, and I've looked at myself. To see if I'm at fault here. And for once, I'm not. Like this time, I was trying to do everything right, but everything's going wrong. I I can't think of any other cause than you. And so there's this raw honesty in that prayer that's very much similar to what the disciples say here when they say, do you not even care? But at that moment, the psalmist has a choice. A choice to either believe that God is not there, that he's dead. Or that God is there but doesn't care, that he's not loving. And he chooses option three. God is there. God is loving. God is still all-powerful. By some mystery, he hasn't yet acted in the way that I need him to. But by my prayer, I can wake him up. It's that beautiful image of the child going up to dad and saying, dad, wake up, I'm scared. Right? And parents have been woken up by their children in those circumstances. And that's what God reveals himself to be, is that dad who is willing to be woken up by our prayers. He's much more that God who's not really asleep, but maybe is pretending to be sleeping. So that he can draw that trust out of his children who say, Dad, I need you. I didn't know that I needed you when you were awake. But now that you seem asleep, I recognize my dependence on you. I recognize that I need you because I'm sinking. And I need you to show that you care. And I need you to help me and to lift me up. And there's that final lesson for today. First, it's what do we do when we're sinking? We reach out to God. Second, how do we do it? With great and tremendous raw honesty that we actually tell him what's passing in our hearts and in our minds. But then thirdly, it's that we never outgrew being God's little children. Right? We get to a certain point with our earthly parents where we feel though we are still their children, we're also kind of their peers Right? when we reach adulthood. We're never God's peer, right? In his eyes, whether I'm 98 or 8 years old, I still look like a little toddler. Very often, I'm just trying to put a square peg into a round hole, and he looks at me and just kind of chuckles and says, like, ah, you're a special one, you are. 
but uh, good luck with that. But that's the, the, the lesson for today's Father's Day, is that when the fathers, when we feel like we're just not measuring up, when we feel like maybe everybody's looking at us and saying, mm, he's not doing as well as he should be, we realize we're usually the harshest critic of ourselves. So we have to turn to the Lord. Because before we were fathers, we were called to be sons. In his eyes, he doesn't see this adult that's failing. He, says, he sees this little toddler who's trying. And he says, come on, I can help you. You never stop being my son. So let me help you. Because I do care if you're perishing. I do care if you've put the burdens of the whole world on your shoulders. I want to help you to live out this great and exalted vocation of fatherhood. He, of course, says that for mothers as well. For all of us here who have the vocation to holiness, it's always going to be a little bit too difficult for us. And that's where grace comes in. To help us to live up to what God calls us to do. We'll never be able to do it if we think, or if we forget, rather, that before we were called to do anything great, we were called to just remember that we're his kids, and he protects his kids. He loves his kids, because he is that perfect father that all of us long for. He is that perfect father who calls us to share in his fatherly love for his children. So today, in our prayers, we reach out to that father. We say, Dad... I'm scared. Dad, I'm overwhelmed. Dad, whatever, fill in the blank. But we approach him not as distant God, but as our own dad.